Welcome back to Built to Win, presented by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I'm your host, Dan Reynolds. Today, we're going to be talking about a specific angle of unemployment insurance. We've covered unemployment and unemployment fraud a couple times on this podcast, and also it is a very important topic at FGA. But today, we're going to be talking about a little bit of a more interesting side of it that I think our listeners are going to like, and that is going to be on UI fraud or unemployment insurance fraud. I didn't present it like that just because we might use UI a couple times in our conversation today. Joining me today to discuss this topic is the FGA's own Jonathan Bain, research fellow. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us today. And for everyone, all our listeners, I'm going to be calling him Bain for the rest of the podcast. It is his official name here at FGA. But Bain, thank you so much for joining Built to Win. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to have the opportunity to to hop on with you today to talk a little bit about the paper that me and some co-workers just had released. Important topic, so so ready to dive in. Yeah, we're going to put that paper in the show notes of this podcast, so be sure to scroll down, check that out. But just to start things off for our listeners, can you give them just a quick overview of what unemployment insurance is? I mean, how does it work? Or, you know, what does it do? What's it for? Sure. So the unemployment system, it was designed to provide temporary and limited help to unemployed Americans that, you know, have found themselves jobless through no fault of their own as they, you know, search for new work. It is typically paid for by employers. They pay into the unemployment program in case something was to happen to one of those workers so that they would have benefits. So, Bain, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your new paper? You know, what's it called and why did you decide to work on that topic? Sure. It's called Unmasking the Unemployment Crisis, the New Pandemic Plaguing America. And basically what we go through, we highlight how actions by Congress have caused massive increases in unemployment fraud, both at the federal and state level. And we decided to write it just because it's a timely topic. People hear about unemployment fraud and like with most things, we assume it's far away, you know, whether that be in D.C. or state far away from us. But we wanted to bring it home for people and show them that, you know, in states all across the country, maybe even the state that you're in, that it's having a big impact. So in the paper, you and your fellow authors, fellow FGA co-workers, note that America's unemployment system has been plagued by severe program integrity issues and a lot of problems for years. So what was happening pre-COVID? Because we do want to talk a lot about what happened because of COVID, but what was happening pre-COVID? Yeah. So the past decade, the improper payment rate for the unemployment program, it's sort of hovered around 10%. For example, in 2019, there were nearly $3 billion paid out to improper unemployment payments. You know, typically unemployment benefits are paid to workers through taxes that employers pay in. But when a state's trust fund can't handle the strain of paying all the benefits, those states can borrow money from the U.S. Treasury, meaning in a lot of cases, taxpayers are on the hook for that and they're left paying the tab due to uh, inefficient unemployment policies that states have. So what then happened after the COVID-19 pandemic came about and we had all these government shutdowns? You know, was there a change? Was it simply that this awful situation that America was facing brought these issues into the limelight? Definitely was a big change. So 
Thanks to the weekly unemployment boost of $600, and you know now we have one that's $300 weekly, staying at home just became more profitable for a lot of folks than going back to work was. Many people were getting nearly $1,000 a week in benefits. And if you do the math, that's the equivalent to more than $50,000 per year. This just created a massive breeding ground for fraud and improper spending. Earlier, I mentioned in 2019, there was nearly $3 billion in improper unemployment payments. Well, since the pandemic started, the estimated dollar amount of improper payments alone carries a higher price tag than the entire unemployment program had in 2019. So just to reiterate, the fraud and improper payments that we've seen since the pandemic started has been more costly than it was to administer that entire program in 2019. So the Department of Labor is estimating that, you know, at least $89 billion of pandemic-related benefits were improper, but private sector experts are projecting that that number could be as high as $300 billion. So in the paper, there were three states specifically that you noted, and I think it'd be good for us to walk through these states for our listeners. They were Iowa, New Mexico, and Pennsylvania. So let's start with Iowa. What did you and your fellow researchers find there? And you know, maybe even peppered in with how did you guys get the information for each of these states? Sure, that's a great question. So what we did, we sent public records requests to all 50 states. And what we asked for, we wanted the number of unemployment fraud investigations for March through August of 2019. But then we wanted that same information for March through August of 2020. We also asked for the total number of unemployment fraud that had been identified through those investigations for the same time frame for both years. Unfortunately, only a few states responded to our request and sent us the information, which, as I'm sure you know, that isn't surprising. But thankfully, a few states did respond. They were willing to work with us. And because of that, we're able to see just how big of a problem unemployment fraud has become at the state level. So we can start with Iowa. In Iowa, fraud investigations increased by more than 5,000% from 2019 to 2020. And the number of unemployment fraud that was able to be identified in all those cases shot up by more than 2,000% from 2019 to 2020. And, you know, sadly, unemployment fraud has actually ramped up in Iowa even after we obtained our data. So the state's actually handled 37,000 new cases of unemployment fraud since the pandemic started. We have a similar story in New Mexico. That's a state that was hit particularly hard by pandemic policies like shutdowns, like you mentioned, since a big chunk of their economy naturally relies on gambling, horse racing, and all the other tourist draws that Las Vegas has to offer. So in New Mexico, fraud investigations increased by more than 2,000%. But even more shocking, the number of fraud that they found through those investigations increased by more than 4,000%. And again, this is from 2019 to 2020. The state's now estimating that at least $250 million worth of improper payments have been made since the pandemic began. And that number is likely to keep going up just as more data is uncovered and, and we move past the pandemic. And Dan, I'm sure you're shocked, but Pennsylvania did not fare much better than these other states did. Over the course of a year, the state had more than 23,000 new unemployment fraud investigations. So in 2020, there were 3,000 more fraud investigations than in 2019. Pennsylvania's estate, they did not provide us with any information on how much fraud was actually uncovered from those investigations, but 
just based on what we've seen from other states, you have to assume it's pretty bad. There were three other states that we highlight in the paper. They were responsive, and those are Arkansas, Idaho, and Kansas. While their numbers weren't as bad as the states we just mentioned, they were still pretty shocking. And one of the more shocking developments that we actually found through all of this is that in Arkansas, the state workforce agency actually stopped conducting fraud investigations. Now, you might ask why. Well, they did that so they could prioritize approving the incoming unemployment applications. So they prioritized getting more people on welfare than actually prioritizing stamping out the fraud that was actually occurring. And we just, we found that quite shocking that they would stop looking at fraud that was being identified and uh, focus instead on getting the, the maximum amount of people enrolled in unemployment. Yeah, I mean, that is actually pretty shocking. Take it to a macro scale. So what does that mean overall for the entire unemployment insurance program on a larger scale? Well, Dan, it isn't good. States that were able to actually identify the overpayments they made show that overpayments increased by nearly eightfold when you look at 2020 and 2021. So it was an increase of 751% when you're looking at the first quarter of 2020 and the first quarter of 2021. And again, these are overpayments that were made to people that were receiving benefits. So not only the increase of overpayments, but auditors are also estimating that nearly one-fourth of all unemployment payments last year were fraudulent. So one out of every four payments made, they've identified as potentially being fraudulent payments. Sadly, this has implications on taxpayers, like I mentioned earlier. So now taxpayers could be left holding the bag for as much as $600 million. So from what I'm hearing from you, Payne, fraud is rampant, spending is out of control, and people are gaming the system. So, I mean, right, that's, is, am I hearing you right? So what exactly can states do then? Yeah, you're definitely right. They're gaming the system. They are finding loopholes in the system. And really it's, you know, states have to take control of the situation, right? The pandemic hit, no one was prepared for it. But that should just be a good lesson learned that when unforeseen situations do arise, like we need to be prepared for them, right? So they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And right now we aren't looking at a pretty picture. Everyone knows the pandemic was a mess for their personal lives. But hopefully people are now realizing just how bad it's been for our unemployment system too. Despite all of this, there are some common sense things that states can do to curb some of this fraud and get their unemployment programs back on track. And I'll just list these out for you. So states can use the National Association of State Workforce Agencies Integrity Data Hub. They have a, a hub of information that states can use to cross-match unemployment claims against relevant state databases. So what does that mean? Essentially, it means that there is information floating out there that states can use to compare incoming applications with to make sure that the people that are enrolling are actually eligible to receive benefits. They can also check jail and prison records, and this can extend from the federal level all the way down to the local level to make sure that applicants are actually eligible. They can cross-reference new unemployment claims with new hire records to make sure that those who are applying are actually unemployed and that they weren't recently hired by a business or something like that. They can check death records and out-of-state addresses to flag potential fraud, right? We don't want, we don't want dead people receiving unemployment benefits because 
as we've seen in other areas, that typically means that someone's relative or family member or someone that stumbled upon a mailbox is uh, actually receiving these benefits in the name of someone who's passed away. States should partner with law enforcement to treat unemployment fraud seriously and not just sweep it under the rug. And adding to that, states should try to recover the overpayments that are made to folks that weren't eligible. These are things that states can do. And these reforms aren't difficult. You know, this is all information that already exists. States just need to utilize the information to weed out the bad actors, the people that aren't eligible, and make sure that these benefits are reserved for those that actually do qualify and for people that the system was designed to help. Those who are unemployed through no fault of their own, folks that want to work, they're looking for work, and they're not looking to gain the system. And that's what these reforms are all about, keeping the folks that want to abuse the system out and making sure that once that doorway is cleared, those that actually do need the benefits are able to get what they deserve. I think that's great, Bain. I really appreciate that we are wrapping this up with some you know, action items for all of our state legislators listening and policymakers online here today for this podcast. That does bring us near the end of our podcast segment today. We've been discussing the brand new recently released FGA paper, Unmasking Unemployment Fraud. And we've been sitting down with one of the authors on that paper, Jonathan Bain, research fellow here at FGA. Bain, thanks so much for joining. And if you have a final word at all, feel free to give it to our listeners. But thanks so much for everything that you gave to our listeners today. Yeah, I just want to thank you for having me on, Dan. Great podcast. I always listen. Hopefully, we have a lot of a lot of other folks listening to people that can enact some of these policy changes. And if not, people listening that are going to get in touch with their representatives to to demand some action. I mean, I think the biggest benefit this podcast could have is just informing the average citizen of how bad things are or that they could be and encouraging them to get involved and to contact those that can enact some change for the good. I think that's great, Bane. And be sure to scroll down and check out the paper. We have a few other resources linked there for your convenience. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to share this with a friend. Thank you. And I've been your host, Dan Reynolds. Thank you for listening to Built to Win, the leading state-focused policy podcast presented by the Foundation for Government Accountability, a nonprofit organization helping millions achieve the American dream. To learn more about our work or our experts, visit www.thefga.org and tell us what you think on Twitter at Built to Win Podcast. Views and opinions expressed by guests on Built to Win do not necessarily reflect the official position of the Foundation for Government Accountability and are not intended to advocate for or against the passage of any legislation or ballot initiative or to support or oppose any candidate for elected office.